0: Thank you.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy 14 podcast that for some reason VLC player only decides to make the intro gray for half a second when we're actually going live. This week we have a PSA at the start of the show, unrelated to Final Fantasy 14, but something very important overall. But the main topic is going to be Patch Four Point One Five, the introduction of Perform, as well as the introduction of the new PvP mode, Rival Wings. To talk about that, I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy, Povaroom, of course. Joining me is Sly, aka Sly the Fox, aka Sly, aka Great Fox, aka you, my boy Blue. One day I won't say the whole thing, but it's it's been too long to not. Yeah. How you doing? I'm I'm doing good. It's been uh it's been a pretty good day for me so far. I got to I got to play some rival wings. I got to yeah. hit up some World of Final Fantasy, which came out on PC today. PC. Well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Super that game you don't understand how meme heavy that game is, Sly.
0: I mean you already knew that going in. You no, but the it, like
1: you kind of forget until you go back to it and then Tama starts speaking and then Lon starts speaking and you realize that you had blocked a lot of that out of your memory. Did you miss the dad jokes? No, not one bit. Okay. I didn't miss them, but it's good to have them back. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. All right. So before we actually start the show, Sly, no, I'm not reading the sponsor list at the start of the show, by the way. I'm going to, that's not what this is. Uh, I just want to do a quick PSA for anybody watching the show. Uh, For those of you who may not know, there is an issue that is about to be uh, very, very prevalent here in the United States about a topic known as net neutrality. We even I even punned the name of the show so it would make sense the what's what did, what did I' not looking at it what did I do it Sly? it's the chasing the oppression of justice yeah you don't want you didn't, I want I really wanted you to maybe say it out loud but I knew that wasn't that
0: no wasn't. no that that's your pun I'm not
1: you're not chasing like you're all, chasing the oppression of justice
0: no you're you're alone on that
1: one wow that's 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 brutal man. Okay. So uh, net neutrality is basically making the internet free in terms of what you're allowed to search. ISPs aren't legally allowed to throttle you or charge you extra or charge companies money to create a fast lane or slow down their connection otherwise. Like, let's say if net neutrality didn't exist, you might need to pay your ISP an extra $5 a month to watch YouTube. Or they'll make YouTube pay millions to keep their speeds the same and thus YouTube will have to try to do something to make more money. So, uh, the FCC chairman is putting forth a plan that will not only abolish net neutrality, meaning companies can now do that, such as Verizon and Comcast, but he's also making it so states can't in any way set statewide legislation that differs from that since the internet is an interstate uh, functionality. So, I would recommend highly do a quick Google search, call your local representatives, let them know that you support net neutrality and that you want them to speak up against FCC chairman. Uh, What's the guy's name? I can't, it's, it's a very short name. I have it like on a tab somewhere here. It looks like you're just looking for it as well. You're going to say the FCC chairman, but let's see FCC, a Jeep pie. There you go. I thought that's what it was, but it didn't seem right to me. A Jeep pie FCC chairman, a Jeep pie. There you go. (laughs) Or as chat is calling him asshole about the same letters. So (laughs) I guess, I guess, I guess that works. Any of those work. Just call your local representative and actually call them. Don't be like, "Yeah, I support this." Uh, Yeah, good job. You go call them. I called them earlier. So, have you called? Have you called yet? Not yet. You should call. I should call. I I called mine. You know what the secretary said? She said, "If this is about net neutrality, he wants me to inform you that he is in support of net neutrality and to please provide your postal zip code so we have a reference point." On them. Do not call him during the show. <laughs> just yeah. Let
0: me get my phone and just, um. Hold on one second.
1: Don't don't call him during the show. Slide. Do it after the show. Before you, before whatever oh, okay. you stream tonight. We want to do a PSA about that at the at the start of the show because that's a super important thing that's uh that's going on right now. Everyone in the chat can call him now. You guys do that. Just slide. Yeah, wait you, wait you till the show. Yeah. Okay. So with that out of the way, though, I'm going to put my headphones on correctly, and we are going to talk about Patch 4.15 today.
0: Just, so um rival wings
1: rival wings is out today the new pvp mode our first uh, i guess our first large-scale two-team pvp mode that's not like grand company based
0: uh we can we can kind of call it moba like
1: oh it's in a sense. it's dude honestly if mobas played like this nobody would play them <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, I've got a lot of positive things to say about it. I've also got my fair share of criticisms regarding what they attempted to okay. do. Um, so we're going to start with that. There are other things. There are the, There's the perform feature. Uh, we do have to hold a vigil to squadrons a little bit later, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that when the appropriate time is here. So uh, that's the first thing, rival wing. So we're gonna probably we're probably gonna have to go down and break this down how it actually works, Sly. Yes. But first, what was because, what was your initial experience with it? Because it sounds like you were about to say what I think you were about to say.
0: Yeah, because um, uh, getting in survival wings and people on your team asking you what team they're on in the middle of the match. Uh, yeah, that's not a good thing. Um, I thought it would be pretty evident, you know, with everything and all the information, what team you're on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that uh use of the um use of the mechs uh that, like a lot of this stuff is going to get is going to get sorted out the first week people will get used to the mode but first day first day jitters understand like people don't understand and the more games you play the more it'll the more it'll click but today is a, a lot of first day jitters a lot of uh new mode who dis uh, what team am I on? <laughs> New mode, Which uh, <laughs> um, uh, makes me smile. What what mech should I get? um
1: All oh, that hey information go. is in the patch notes, though, Sly. It, it's it's in the patch notes. People you look like we read? Did you read it, we read Sly? The, we read the patch notes. We, me,
0: and you read the patch notes. There are a lot of people who don't read the patch notes, so they go in, you know fresh face and everything and you know you're losing and you're you're trying to protect your uh your your tower your um your core and everybody's got a oppressor
1: for some reason (laughs) so sly is basically he's not telling you how to play he's really sharing with you his experiences and i'm
0: telling you how to not play that's what i'm doing (laughs) like uh, we'll we'll go into the details about the the mechs and everything and what you should do and what you shouldn't do, like for example, don't do that,
1: please. That is God. so don't do that. You named like six things. You know that right, Sly? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that thing, Sly. You named everything. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly don't do any don't do all those things no
1: all right uh i'm getting the actual patch notes set up so we can kind of scroll through it and talk about it as we go because there's a lot to talk about here and it'd probably be easier if we had some visuals and some official patch note language to go through it Mm -hmm. so uh let's do that let's get the patch notes on the screen right here let's center them a little bit more no it will not let me do that anymore no that's the wrong thing to center hashtag professionalism so the new mode rival wings we mentioned earlier It's two teams. It's 24 people on each team. Sly, I want to hit that before we even talk about, like, the specifics of it. I want to ask you, Sly, can we just get, like, a normal amount of people in a PvP match and not have, like, 20 to 40 people, like in the same team like i don't know i'm tired of of only having pvp modes that support like anywhere from 48 to 72 people other than feast which is just so a you death don't match. like
0: so you don't like large scale pvp i like
1: saying. it but i don't need every single pvp mode to be large scale like there's a reason why mobas are five versus five most of the time and that would you have options what do you mean options feast is one option it's one mode kill the enemy team pretty much pick up medals kill enemy team i want like capture the flag i want hold the point and not like secure hold the point like just Mm -hmm. hold the point on a normal sized map i just want the classics for pvp modes
0: but do you think okay when 8v8 12 v 12 like 8v8 capture the flag
1: yeah i'm down with that man do this you, map is actually you know, a pre- this map is actually a pretty good size for eight v eight. It's a maybe a little too big, but it's like mostly a good size for like an eight v eight.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it'll work with eight v eight. It it speaks to a, a much more larger scale than eight v eight. What would I say? Mid, top, bottom.
1: Nine seems like an off number, but seems like it. It's too many teams, Sly. I just want. I This PvP mode is fine with this many people. I'm just saying, can I get a PvP mode that's not this many people? <laughs> that's all I want. It's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. Oh, it's I mean, 100% I mean, doable. I mean, only every other game does it.
0: <laughs>
1: only every other li- MMO
0: does it. I'm more of a fan of the large scale. I mean, yes, right. I do like these, but yeah, I, I like the large scale. I like. I like. No, there are issues. I like. It. It's better than Shatter,
1: I'll tell you that much. It's a million times better than Shatter. Alright, so here we have basically, it's two teams and you have to destroy the enemy core in order to win. So you can see the map right here, you have the enemy core for one team on the left, the enemy core on the far right. And then you have two towers for each team. The enemy core can only be attacked after destroying both of the enemy towers. On top of that, there's ceruleum tanks around the map, which you'll need in order to power to mechs, which we'll get into in a second. There's two cannons that can be manually operated, defending the core directly, and those things are stupid OP. There's also a power mm-hmm. generator in the structure in the middle, which generates one CP every three seconds, uh, as well as extra ceruleum tanks under there, as well as being scattered around the map. So right. that's that's the general that's the general gist of of the mode right there. So I, I want to ask you. Do you, are you for or against the way they handled tower to core? You have to destroy both towers. You can't just destroy one tower and then go for the core, which for me is really weird. It's
0: weird. As someone who's played stuff like, you know, Smite and everything and going from that to this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, we took out a tower in one lane. Um, We took out a tower. We should be able to push core, right? Wrong. You have oh. to take out the other tower. Wait, Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a little bit weird to me. I I, I think I think they'll take a look at it. Uh, I don't think this will be a, um, a permanent rule set where you have to destroy both towers. But, I think um, they're
1: never. I think it's going to stay that way forever. I don't see them ever I, changing away.
0: But it goes against the norm, though. and that's a, and that's the thing when like a lot of people like you and I or people who have just played uh, MOBAs in general kind of play this. It's going to confuse the hell out of them because they feel they they destroy a tower and then get the core and they're like, "Why can't we touch this? Why can't we?" No, okay, yeah. It's it's going to confuse the shit out of them. And
1: I've had a lot of games where people go right from the tower, try to go to the core because they push through mm-hmm. a lane. I've had that happen yeah. a lot. It can. I feel like the tower, the two tower to core thing works fine. If, in
0: terms of pacing. In yeah, terms of yeah, pacing.
1: It does. But there's other issues with the way the towers function versus the grand scheme of the map, which mm-hmm. we'll we'll hit in a second here.
0: So now, well, before you go on, like, to piggyback off that, do you think, do you think the amount of towers is right? Do you think there should have added
1: an extra so tower? I think the towers are fucking pointless. They did a terrible job with implementing towers in this. So all mm-hmm. the towers do is heal players standing near them. And other than that, they're basically big fucking punching bags. And it's entirely on the players to do any sort of self-defense when it comes to those things. Um, because the
0: towers don't do any damage to anybody, right?
1: The towers don't do any damage and your only means of defending them is to physically be there. But honestly, mm-hmm. taking both towers is inconsequential to the, to the state of the game. And that comes down to what happens after you get both towers. Actually, getting to the core for a lot mm-hmm. of teams that don't have proper coordination, it's literally a twenty-minute stalemate. And those ta- you yeah. you can have both teams take both towers in the first four minutes of the game, and trust me, I've had it, and then not like maybe land one or two hits on the core throughout the rest of it. Um, right. So I think that the towers are horribly implemented. They shouldn't just be, and the heal is also barely matters. You can easily kill defenders through the heal that the tower is providing. Uh, exactly. assuming that you actually like focus on a target so. so do you think
0: they should have added damage to it to i make i it don't like a tower i don't like know if they tower? should
1: so when you stand near the tower you get the tower defense buff i don't know if the because it gives you healing and reduces damage taken i think are the two things that it does so you're supposed mm-hmm. to be really strong by it but the problem is that the most effective ways to destroy towers you don't get in range of the tower defense people the oppressor is the main way you're supposed to attack the towers, and the oppressor can stand, mm-hmm. like, a full radius of the circle out of it and attack from there. So that tower yeah. defense buff is only good if you're going up against cruise chasers, brute justices, or other players. So the fact that the oppressor is the main way to take out a tower and that tower defense buff is absolutely worthless against the oppressor itself is one of my my first concerns with the mode. Hello, motorcycle. Uh, and, then,
0: and then you bring up the, uh, the point of the oppressor uh do you think they should nerf the distance on oppressor because you, like that's because tough. Would, it makes it makes sense it makes sense like in a moba setting for you to actually get in distance of a tower to do damage to it by having the oppressor able to be out of distance be out of distance of like harm's way like they can chill back a little bit and still do damage i think that's that's a little bit op in terms of what oppressor can do and i think in this kind of setting oppressor should or any any um mech should have to be not necessarily in direct melee distance no i don't know i
1: think in the range of the actual tower defense buff i think you should only be yes. able to hurt The uh, towers within that range, or they can, I mean, listen, if you want to keep that oppressor range, and you need to extend the range of the defense buff, but even then, I think that protecting the oppressor is barely an objective. It's mostly about oppressors sneaking off to the side, and then from Mm -hmm. max distance, raining down as many missiles as they can before people notice, which I did today, and it was hilarious, but it's not great for the state of the actual game mode. So we'll get into the different mechs, but that's that's the general gist of it. Uh, let's go through the the actual sections of the map right mm-hmm. here. So we have the cores, and these are you know you have to destroy these to win the game. Slide, did any of your games today did you actually destroy a core? The
0: one before we uh, got on the call.
1: And how long did that game take? Probably about ten minutes. Okay. So that was my experience. In games where we actually took the core, it was usually in the first ten minutes. In games where we didn't take it in the first ten minutes, the core usually we usually was a full twenty minute game.
0: Now we we were coordinated. We did have the strat where you have where you have like a cruise chaser and an oppressor and a cruise chaser and an oppressor. And we really like pushed pushed top lane and then went for the other tower and then, you know, did our thing at four. Um other games didn't go like that no every game is coordinated coordinated
1: no they no they they really 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 don't uh so my most most of my experience is that the core survives to the end and that's gonna be we're gonna i will as we go through the different uh the different parts um you'll Mm. i'll talk about the one of the other biggest problems that i actually have with this pvp mode so you have the mm-hmm. core, destroy both towers, you can attack the core. Whatever. Things got a metric fuck ton of health. Like yes. individual players are tickle are like tickle it. You need you need the mechs on these need things. The you need oppressor, you need brute justice right there. Um and we have the towers themselves. I already mentioned how I think they're not well done at all, and we've listed a ton mm-hmm. of reasons why. Uh, they display them at the top of the screen so you keep track of which team you're on, who's winning, time remaining, and then if you destroy both of them, the core's HP is revealed. Now, the big thing that is under discussion right now is the optimal use of Ceruleum. Ceruleum is basically something you get when you either find a Ceruleum tank, which then rewards 10 Ceruleum to just the party who collected it, not all six parties. Um, Mm -hmm. Defeating enemy mammoths, which is up to 10 units based on the amount of damage your party did uh, through its total health. So if you did like 40% of the damage to the mammoth and it died in other ways, you'll get 4 units of Ceruleum. And uh, the power generator in the middle, I don't know why it says power generators, when I've only seen one, uh, generates one unit for each party per three seconds. And Ceruleum's needed to power the mechs. So, I found that Ceruleum is not a valuable enough resource outside of the initial 50 to get a mech. In my own personal experience.
0: I feel that way because of the ways that you get cerulean. Depending on how you get ceruleum, um well, it's the thing is, it's not tiered prop, so to speak. Um, like, finding it on a field and um, defeating a mammoth, I think, should have different values.
1: Well, they, they do, in a sense, you're guaranteed the 10 from picking up a, mm-hmm. a cerulean. The mammoth you... Get a portion of the damage. Well, you get. Yeah, it's it's the odds of you ever getting a full ten units off a mammoth are really low because it would have to mean you were the sole damage source on that unit and nothing else touched it.
0: But there are times when, like, you somehow, some way, mammoths get back to your tower. I don't know how, and you're the only one defending, and you are taking a mammoth by yourself. So there have been times that I've taken a mammoth completely alone, like solo, and got ten. But I feel like it, yet yeah, like while it is different in a way. Um, I forget how how many um, how much Cerulean do you get for a kill, for a player?
1: A, you don't get any for a player kill. It's weird. That is kind of weird. I do. I I yeah. will admit that that is that is kind of strange that there's the the only benefit to a player kill. So actually, there is another player the player kill benefit. We'll we'll get to that as, as we so, scroll down.
0: Soaring. We'll get yeah. To that.
1: yeah. We'll, we'll get to the soaring. That's. But honestly. I have other words for the soaring buff. Let's just say there's a reason I almost forgot about it when I was about to list advantages to actually killing enemy players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once you have this cerulean, uh, you can go back to your hangar terminals, which are right outside where you spawn, and you can pick one of the three mechs. Sort of, there's there's a little bit of limitations. Each, each uh, party can only have one out at a given time, and mm-hmm. so you have cruise chasers, oppressors, and brute justice. And keeping and getting Ceruleum to make sure you constantly have as many mechs on the field as possible is the key to success in this. If you are just fighting and no one in your party is getting in a mech, go get in a mech. Look at what other mechs you have on your team. If you have three oppressors and no cruise chasers, probably need a cruise chaser to protect the oppressors. If you've got four Mm -hmm. cruise chasers and no oppressors, get in an oppressor and get to a tower or work your way towards the core. So we have Cruise Chaser first. Uh, He's got 30,000 HP, so he's a little wimp. Takes 50 units, and up to 6 can be deployed at a time. His attacks are Spin Crusher, which deals 6,000 damage specifically to War Machina, meaning other Cruise Chasers, Oppressors, or Brute Justice. And only does 600 when a player, mammoth, or object. Mm. That's like... Not it's nice. really good for, like, just walking up to an oppressor and just murdering him, and it's, like, worthless for anything else. And it costs 25 yeah. energy points. You should know energy points. You loved energy points. You remember the last time you used energy points, Sly? What was the last time? Th- Sly, do you remember the last time you used energy points? It's one of your favorite moments in the game's history. When? A2 Savage. You had energy points for the guy controlling?
0: Oh god, no. The no, goblin. No. Mm.
1: It was your favorite. Well, I just You have it you have energy points here too, and all your abilities cost energy points.
0: I really oh yeah, I had to keep track of it. Because if you did anything too much, you were you basically had to self-destruct it anyway. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm not going to lie. And my, literally, you brought it up as someone in the chat is about to bring it up. I really wish that we could blow these mechs up. And there's and that's a strategic reason why I wish you could do that.
0: What, to self-destruct the mechs? Yeah, to
1: self-destruct, yeah. 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 There's, a, yeah right. there's a very important reason for wanting to self-destruct the mechs. Um, and that goes into... We'll, we'll talk about that again a little bit more. So you have Spin Crusher, which is specifically for killing the other Machina. Anytime you're trying to kill an Oppressor or Brute Justice or another Cruise Chaser, this should be your go-to ability. Um, For players, though, you have two other abilities. Laser X-Sword, which is a conal attack that costs 100 EP, deals Mm -hmm. 8,000 damage to players in War Machina, and then does shit damage, does 10% of that damage to mammoths or objects like towers. Uh, And then you finally have Optical Sight, which is your ranged option, does 4,000 damage to players in uh, War Machina in the point of impact, and 10% of that to a mammoth or an object. In my opinion, Cruise Chaser is the most fun to play. I don't know how much time chaser. you have to spend in a cruise chaser.
0: Uh, I usually spend a lot of time in cruise chaser because I'm primarily the only ones getting Machina. you know.
1: It's. Uh, I would like to say I haven't controlled the brute justice. I always leave that to my team. So actually, yeah, brute justice too. is probably the most fun. <laughs> uh, next, we have the oppressor, who has seventy-five thousand HP and moves at the speed of smell. Uh, requires fifty units, and you can only have two deployed at a time. And at any point, you should absolutely have two deployed. Like, if you have none deployed, yes. you absolutely want two oppressors just barreling down a lane. And by barreling, I mean waddling, I suppose. Yeah, uh, their first attack is an anti-personnel weapon. It basically just does a minor amount of damage but knocks people back if they're in melee range of you. So, like, if a melees or melee or tank's on your face, you use this to knock them back by yourself a couple extra seconds. Um, pretty
0: good. Uh, pretty useful in terms of... Um like bridge positioning it, that was always fun for uh, oppressors to do the knock back and then knock people down to, to the pretty much the bottom of the map but yeah it
1: was- i i did that a few times if you if you actually are an oppressor and you see people and people are willing to fight you close to a cliff you can absolutely make them forget that they're standing next to a cliff good players yeah. that won't happen but it definitely happens to some people um i still think it could be better personally Almost nobody really cares. You're, you lose a GCD at most, which is all it's, mm-hmm. all the time is trying to buy you. The oppressor is supposed to be super vulnerable. I, I, I it's 50-50. It's I, I, just don't know how I feel about actually buffing it, but at the same time, I kind of wish it was at least a little bigger in terms mm-hmm. of the the in terms of how far it knocks you back, at the very least. Um, they have three thousand tons oh. of missile, which just drops a missile on towers and cores. It does two hundred thousand damage to towers and cores it does one percent of that to players machina and mammoths and the potency actually decreases the farther you are away from the target
0: now going back well going back to um cruise chaser and looking at the ep cost for oppressor oppressor didn't have a ep regeneration did it they all have or ep they rege- all they, no, all, they okay. all do
1: all mm-hmm. of them, we were gonna I was gonna get to that after Brute Justice was done. Um mm-hmm. you can actually choose to spend your ceruleum to restore your energy points should you uh do should you, you actually decide.
0: Do you feel like that was implemented correctly? Do you feel like they uh the the weight of the ceruleum and the uh amount of EP restored is
1: sufficient? Yeah, um it's how do I describe this? It's it's acceptable, but the odds of you keeping a mech long enough to use it are not super high. The cruise mm-hmm. chaser you might be able to keep, but most of the time people kill a cruise chaser well before. So, I it's for me I don't know if I would want the CP to EP as much as maybe CP to health. Mm-hmm. But you also have to consider that if you literally run out of, e, uh, if you run out of EP, you're, you're dead weight. If your team can't generate CP, then then you might as well just get out or try to yeah, hide. You might as
0: well, just yeah, yeah. As this is why um, self should be a thing. And
1: it's and the chat brings up a good point. It gives you half of your EP back at the cost of what is essentially half of a mech. It's twenty five mm-hmm. for five hundred, whereas it's five. It's 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 fifty for the full thousand for a brand new mech. So you mm-hmm. have to weigh the option. Like if I'm at twenty percent HP, do I really want to spend the CP to get my EP back when I could just go get fifty CP and then get a whole new mech that's at full mm-hmm. HP? So, there are options. Obviously, there's cases where the answer is yes, I'm willing to do that. And then there's cases where, you know, that's not the point. But one of the big things here is we talked about the Oppressor needing a reason to get closer. We mentioned Mm -hmm. that it does less damage from a distance in this list. That point is almost completely irrelevant. (laughs) Now, once you get within 30 Yalms it's the damage starts to go up but the damage is so high from a distance nobody even fucking bothers (laughs) they just go max range and do sneaky sneaky yeah uh i i don't know this is like this is i still think that it should not have a range of 75 yams i think its range should be it should need to be within tower range and then it's a matter Mm -hmm. of can it actually walk up close and actually get the the missile off now keep in mind, if you can walk an oppressor all the way into melee range, those towers are uh not long for this world. No. No. And that's actually what I recommend doing is you take you pair every oppressor should have a cruise chaser. If you have two cruise chasers per oppressor, great. That's even better. But that should be what you aim to do. Get an oppressor, get two cruise chasers, pick a lane, go ham. That's uh that Oh, by the way, I'm an idiot i read this wrong the missiles from the point of impact not from the point that you fire it i had misread that
0: i see yeah
1: yeah it's um, from the point of impact damage doesn't change based on how far away you are which is the problem that i had earlier what were you gonna say you're gonna say
0: something? i was gonna say something but you said that in looking back on this Yeah, everybody just usually runs away from
1: there's no reason dude honestly if you're a player it doesn't fucking matter it does two thousand damage my number one piece of advice don't waste one fifth of your ep just to use this missile on players it is a waste of ep to go to even remotely consider using this missile on players i can the
0: attacks feel like a waste on players to begin with
1: well cruise chasers are fantastic but it's it's uh the oppressor is literally destroy towers you you are you don't do anything else you either get to the tower and destroy it or you stand back and wait before you can get to a tower it's worthless otherwise so please stop so many people use their missiles they're like okay let's push the lane with my 2000 damage please please i beg you then we have our boy, Brute Justice. Now, Sly, I'm going to present... are we supposed to get Winged Justice also? I thought we were supposed to get Winged Justice in um, Desperation. Um, yeah, like, you're, if you've got both towers down and your core is exposed, I thought Brute Justice was supposed to become Winged Justice. That was the original thing what I we thought. were told. That's it what looks I like they scrapped that idea. Yep. Because it's not there. If he could turn into Winged Justice, somebody fucking show me because... Didn't, I, we,
0: didn't we actually get a picture of it too? I'm pretty of sure Wing we Justice?
1: did. I'm 99% sure we got a picture of Winged Justice on the fields of Astrologos. And I saw none of that. I, I don't. I, there's no option. There's, it's literally not listed anywhere on the patch notes either. So I'm going to assume right. they got rid of the idea of Winged Justice being the ultimate comeback mechanic. Um, however, Root Justice has the unique... Property of you can only deploy one after losing a tower. Mm -hmm. um, And you can only have two up maximum at a time. But they have 150,000 health, twice the amount of the oppressor. And they are monstrously powerful against both players and structures. They have a flamethrower, which basically acts like the cruise chaser's uh, laser X blade. They have the double rocket punch, which is 40,000 damage to objects and then 4,000 to players, but also stuns players. So it's CC for players and also super damage against actual uh, towers and cores. And then they have Mega Beam, which is 12,000 to players in War Machina, but doesn't really do much to the towers themselves. And also has a 30 yalm knockback. So they've they've got everything. Mm-hmm. But if you lose this Brute but- Justice, you're go- it's gone. You're not going to get another yeah. one. You get one yeah. for each tower destroyed, and that's it. So using them intelligently is the smartest thing. So how do we feel about these? the way these machina were introduced sly how did you feel like as a normal player having the machina in the game and actually playing against them
0: having them didn't quite feel as weighty as it should um like i didn't i didn't when we lost towers i didn't feel like you know brute justice kind of gave us well Again, we were probably a bad team anyway.
1: But I, I kinda, <laughs> I, that plays I like, into it a lot, Sly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like Brute Justice didn't give us the... the... Uh, the comeback that we needed. Um, again, we went through individually how, how we felt about each individual Machina and uh, what we think should be changed. Um, I wish... Again, I just wish they carried a little bit more weight than they actually do. Uh, I, and we'll get to this in a minute. I feel like the the mounted cannons actually make more of a distance oh difference. Oh my
1: god, we were. I was going to get direction. to that next. Those fucking cannons, bro.
0: Yeah, when, when when mounted stationary cannons make more of a difference than the mechs, That's a, that's kind of a problem, in my opinion.
1: Oh, oh, dude, I, I've got entire highlights of 10-minute stallouts where I just sit on a tower, or sit on a on a cannon.
0: Cannon and just go ham. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I'd say the one thing is that the my bigger problem is that I think the mechs make the only impact, and that the players have such a limit. The players can only make an impact without any mechs in the middle of the map. You actually cannot enter the middle structure as a mech, whether that be the ceruleum tank part at the bottom or mm-hmm. the actual power generator on the top. I feel like that's good. I think that's good. I was very happy that they made it so that as a mech, you can't squeeze through that tiny space or even fire inside from the outside. That being said, as an individual player, I don't feel very accomplished whenever I do anything in this mode, whether it's as a player. The only time Mm -hmm. I feel great is if I like murder everyone as a mech or I solo a tower as an oppressor. Things like that make me feel Mm -hmm. good. But I never feel good as a player standing next to a mech. I just feel like a minion. Pretty much like one of the mammoths, which is the last thing. And for me, that's a problem because this is supposed this is a player versus player mode where, as a player, I don't, it nothing feels good, for me, at the very least. Do you
0: think Do you think Rival Wings could have been implemented without the mix?
1: Uh, so that's t- you would so you'd need a lot more minions and you'd need a lot the structures that have to be focused on buffing the minions mm-hmm. versus that. I think it's totally possible and I think that the mechs are there in an attempt to make the game mode go faster. But a lot of the times mm-hmm. it just feels like they don't. Players who take them either don't know what they're doing, or there's t- so many mechs on the field they couldn't make them as impactful individually. So you, it's all about working together with the mechs as opposed to being one mech and feeling like you landed a huge advantage. If I were to look at, I guess you could look at like Heroes of the Storm. You could look at MXM. Those are do- those are those are Dota style. You know, those are MOBAs. Those are massively online battle arenas where you summon right. huge minions to barrel down a lane. When you get mm-hmm. that, you know, Titan or you get that special unit that's supposed to give you an advantage, it very much feels like you've earned an advantage. In this, when you've earned a mech, it's like, all right, well, I know what I'm supposed to do as this mech, but I don't unless I unless. I get really, really lucky or, like, my team is super coordinated, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel as good to pull these things off, if that makes sense.
0: I would have been okay with them making the mechs autonomous. Like, nobody controls them. You just summon them, they go to a lane, that's it. That's See, I'd be I'd, I'd be cool
1: them. with that. I'd be cool with just summoning a mech and then that mech... My goal now is to protect the mech down that lane. Like, as a... Exactly. That, that would make me feel better as a player. Like, I did my job, and that... That was the only thing. It's don't get me wrong. It's still not the greatest feeling thing in the world, but it's better than f- feeling as a player that I'm completely worthless unless I'm literally getting ceruleum to get a mac. That's the only thing that feels mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and it's like c- ceruleum's not even that hard to get. It's all over the no. place.
0: It's like it's all over the place. It down at the bottom. It has a really quick respawn rate, so you can just consistently get ceruleum down at the bottom, like below mid um and i think there are other places i just didn't check but yeah if you just wait a few seconds ceruleum will be there all the time so it's not hard to come by
1: yeah it's like a 15 second respawn and all and if you actually check all around the outer edges of the map there's also ceruleum there that like most of the time goes completely untouched unless people are escorting like a a mech like through a back door type area where you sneak around to try and get to their uh, to their base I'm just not mm-hmm. a fan with how useless I feel as the player without the mech. And then the mechs, I feel, individually are just throwaways. Like, you'll get another one. Don't worry. You know. So, it's just nothing Nothing feels quite satisfying enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the other thing with mechs is they can't heal in any way. Players can't heal them. They can't regenerate HP. Uh, so, once you've lost HP, that's it. Maybe make yeah. it so that the tower defense thing that gives you the healing maybe make it Until work on the, the mechs. mechs? Yeah. I I, I mean that that's yeah. risky business, but think about how long it would take you as an oppressor to walk up to their tower, start getting hit, somehow escape, make it back to your tower, heal, and then get back. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, man. Does that even really do anything?
0: Well, At this mean, point, can we it, just have forty eight on-
1: mechs? Fuck it. Can we yeah. have 48 mechs? No. Why even, why even play as the players anymore? No, why not? No. Oh, God, <laughs> well, no. Why not? Sly, listen. He, do you, here's like, how, do it, here's how it's going to work. want 48 oppressors? No, I want, 40, want 48 I, want, oppressors? I want 48 gob walkers, and then when you do enough, then the gob walker can become one of the real mechs.
0: Smaller scale mechs would be a good thing. I, I'm... Kind of supported. I don't think
1: I don't think it would be. I think sc- smaller scale mm-hmm. mechs. I think I think it just exacerbates the problem of the player being meaningless. Because mm-hmm. if you have sc- smaller scale mechs, then it's everyone's like as many people as possible need to be in mechs, and the amount of impact that the actual player has diminishes even more. So, at least that's 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 how I feel. All right, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then we get to these bastards, the steam cannons. These are part of the reason my games don't end. Before twenty minutes,
0: because you have somebody sitting in a steam cannon and just laying waste to
1: anybody who gets close, because they're ridiculously overpowered. They um, have look look at this. The cannon takes one point five seconds to fire. It mm-hmm. only takes a second to recharge. It has a seventy five yom range and it does six thousand damage to players and machina. What? It's a machine gun that deals more damage than any of the mechs combined, and can hit more than one if they're grouped up.
0: Yeah. So, in a last-ditch effort to um, defend your core, and everybody's at your core, just trying to go ham, just getting getting a cannon, pop shots.
1: That's it. Dead. That's it. You literally don't have. You literally don't have to think about it. Like. The fact yeah. that it's on such a short... Cl- like I get it, it's stationary, it can't be used for offense. But it kills a cruise chaser in five shots. It kills most players in two, sometimes two three. shots. Yeah, if yeah. they're a healer, maybe they heal themselves up and they survive extra shots. But good luck. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You better have on your fancy feet. Because the odds of you getting away from one of these suckers is not very high. I think this is one of the biggest problems outside of the tower thing earlier. Really. You are a god on this game. Can- Brute Justice with 150,000 health is the only thing that feasibly gets past these things in one piece. Oppressor's too slow mm-hmm. to make it past, and Cruise Chaser's too fragile to make it past. Right. The good news is that if you're a ranged DPS and you're ballsy enough to stand in front of the, the, ter- uh, the, the Steam Cannon, you can actually kill the person manning it, which is the only way to stop them from... I thought that was good.
0: I thought that was a good thing, um, being able to like, kill the person in the
1: cannon. I was cur- I mean, you can't kill the cannon and stop it permanently, which maybe would be a solution, and maybe create an additional objective before going for the core, but you can kill the player manning it, and as soon as that thing's offline, then it's a one-way trip to a victory.
0: Yep. So, destructible cannons in another patch
1: i don't i think that the cannons you you can't just give them this much power they either need to fire slower have a slower uh reload speed they either need to deal less damage mm-hmm. they need to maybe drain ceruleum like any one of these or they need to be destroyable i
0: don't think they should drain the ceruleum no. no
1: wait dude As like are you kidding me like or at least make it so if you man one it uses ceruleum and then gives you ep Because this is insane. Mm -hmm. 6,000 It does more damage than any of the mechs. Period. The only attack that even remotely comes close is the laser X-Blade and the flamethrower. And those are channel times. They're cones. You have to remain stationary. They can get DPS during it. Enemies behind you can't do anything. It's insane.
0: (laughs) But if you really look at that, like... Well, one, making them destructible, adding... Adding a. Um, just, EP I don't say they should or, do all
1: these things, just something.
0: No, like all these, like separately, making them destructible, adding cerulean costs, adding EP costs. Um, the matches would go a whole lot faster. That's, That's the thing. That, if you lose that line of defense, and this is a mode where I feel like they, they wanted the pacing to be as slow as possible. That, like when I go back to matches in smite there have been there have been matches that went on like on the larger scale map that went on for a good 30 minutes i like those matches i like it when some people most people don't but i like it when shit drags on when when shit drags out because like you're playing to the best of your abilities and you're playing at a stalemate um the time limit time limit could be extended because no, Again, dude, don't extend season,
1: the time limit. Dude, the matches are boring most, for the last ten minutes as it is. Don't make them any longer. Most of
0: these, like most of the matches, end up letting time run out, and you basically rely on well, who killed the most towers, whose whose core is down the most, and you you rarely get the matches ending with somebody actually destroying the core. And I think that's that's an issue when that's your main objective, and that rarely happens. Not just due to you know stalemated skill but just shit dragging on because people don't know what they're doing
1: uh it's kind of a bad thing so i mean the thing is you as you said it's it's them not knowing what they're doing i just think that even when people know what they're doing this is still not well incorporated true uh there's also the idea of making so you need to own the power generator in order to use the cannons that I'm the only reason I'm 50 50 on that is if you're stuck at your cannons, the odds of you being able to control the power generator are at an all time mm-hmm. low. Like, yep. I can understand needing the power, like, power generator for me is an offense tool. Uh, it's what gives you the ceruleum in order to have energy, in order to, you know, keep going mm-hmm. throughout the longer fights. The fact that when you lose both towers, you basically have lost the entire middle of the map in terms of your team's pressure uh, makes it and so if you that have to. You have to defend it. Yeah, you're pretty much in enemy territory. Like, they they can literally Mm -hmm. come at you from any side, and you're at the biggest disadvantage possible. Like, you'd argue that it would snowball the matches, make them faster, but I don't think that the power generator for defense... I think that it's a big enough advantage that they have it for the offense. But I do think that taking the generators offline by maybe putting a generator... Because there's actually, like, a little gap between the two of them, and maybe putting Mm -hmm. a generator that's specifically for the cannons there might be a better idea because then it's like you have to go through the cannons to get to the generator and therefore if you take them offline you've already fought on their advantageous territory and overcome them and at this point you deserve to to go to the victory i just think that there's too much power in defending the core and that the towers are just as my chat put it paper and that's that's a that's a huge imbalance of the way the matches go. First five minutes, all towers gone. Next fifteen minutes, nobody can do shit because the cannons are just there and too strong. I just I like this comment in the chat. I don't want to be in a machine. I just want a PvP. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna play. Just want to play the game. Uh, and then we come to the final unit, uh, mamets. These guys Mammots. automatically run up a lane. There's one melee, one ranged mamet that just run down each of the two lanes towards enemy mammoths and towards the enemy uh the enemy towers. I don't know about you Sly, but I've come to realize that these mammoths are pretty fucking strong. <laughs> they die super easy, but I once got like four of them to a tower and the the range the was gone. and the tower it wasn't gone, but I was only at the tower for like 15 seconds and it lost like 30% of its health. It's The the ranged ones, when they get in range of the tower, they actually do the caster LB to it. I think the Viking ones do the same thing. I think they do... uh, Yeah, because they do what's called a powerful self-sacrificing attack if they reach a tower. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, good.
0: (laughs) It's good. But, again, it goes... It goes against the grain of general MOBA play. Like, usually...
1: The, the Easily, minions don't um, sue it. Well, the minions kind of do suicide in normal MOBAs because they, they're they just suicide. running to their death.
0: Yeah, there's, like, the tower's actually doing something to them. This tower's not doing
1: shit. That's, that's true, <laughs> yeah. The tower the tower usually defends itself against minions in a normal MOBA. Right. And in this mode, the tower is like, well, they're here. I guess the player's fucked up. Which you'd argue would be good because it's putting the onus on the players to actually be the ones mm-hmm. responsible for protecting the tower. But the, no one gives a fuck about the tower because the cannons are so much better anyway. So. Right. It's like, what is it? Uh, what is it? What does it even, really mean? Um, they are they are strong, but they also have like no health, so healers right. can keep healers can heal them. Something worth something worth rem, uh, remembering is that a healer can heal them. I don't know how worth it it is, but if you can get them to the enemy tower, it's it's effective. It is it is something I, that's good.
0: And when I saw the first saw the mammoths go down, go down in in lanes, like the number of mammoths per her deploy kind of threw me off. Just seeing like two mammoths in a yeah, lane. just two. Like where, <laughs> like where I'm just used to seeing like wait, are not there usually more minions in in a like row just going for a tower? And you just see two. Did mammoths.
1: you just call a did 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 you just call a rogue a roach? I said I, a row. Oh, okay, in a row. Okay, it sounded like you said yeah. okay, in a yeah. row just going for the tower. Okay, yeah. there you go. In a row just it, it the row and just combined and my brain turned off. Yeah. um yeah i think i think the reason they operate that way is because they they self-destruct for a bunch of damage as opposed to like chipping away at the tower mm-hmm. i think we're ultimately la- and you want to know the funny thing and you might as well just lose the tower anyway and just wait, get brute justice and then have your cannons. if you can lose both your towers get two brute justice two oppressors two cruise chasers just that's it a sacrifice strap Dude, you... I mean, you might as well. The game... The towers are meaningless in the game anyway. They're basically just holding you back from accessing Brute Justice. Mm. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you might as well just give them up. Uh, power generator we mentioned. You hold it in the middle. It gives you one energy per three seconds. Three per, seconds. To, to every party. So, it's like six energy... Or six ceruleum per three seconds. Because it's one to each one to each party. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier big topic has been the effect of players have on the match and you know what they, they they knew this was coming because sly they made it so that when you kill enemy players and if you stay alive you get a buff that increases your damage dealt increases your healing dealt and decreases your damage taken that should be good right if it mattered if it mattered that's accurate so whenever your team, specifically the people in your party, let me make sure I read this correctly. When you defeat an enemy team member, your party, yes. So whenever your specific party of four lands a kill, whether it be with a mech, with a with a with a steam cannon, doesn't matter, your entire party gets soaring stacks. Which is per stack, 2% damage dealt, 2% healing dealt, and 1% less damage taken. Stacks up to 10, so at max you have 20% extra damage and healing, and 10% less damage taken for your entire party of four. Doesn't that sound like it would be good? On paper. On paper. You want to know what happens if someone dies? You lose stacks. You lose half of them. And uh, considering that mechs deaths count for this, yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that that was a bit too much um when well basically when you're in the mech you count as the mech you are you are now the mech that is your that is your hp and while it's usually more than what you usually have as as just a general player character um going back to the mechs do you think they should have separated to where once the mech actually gets destroyed you go back to just being a player character and you're vulnerable or do you think this was the way it is now it is is okay
1: you know it's hard for me to say which one's right i didn't enjoy when i died as the mech just dying it makes dying. sense yeah. you know if you're in if you're in a car and it explodes you don't just get out of the car and be like well the car exploded but i'm fine you know right. but at the same time in a fantasy game the fact that i'm basically i count as a death as opposed to the actual again player counting as the death, it just mm-hmm. further cements that when if they're making the mechs the player as opposed to just putting the player in the mech, that the mech is you might as well just be a mech all fucking time. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I would have preferred to fall out of the mech, maybe even be at half HP when you come out of the mech. But
0: I could take that. I could live with that. But just dying altogether once the mech, once you lose the mech and then losing stacks on top of that. Just because you lost the mech and you died, yeah, it seems a little bit ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And one of the most important things that people don't understand yet, and we've been talking about Ceruleum, we've been talking about Soar, both of these things are party exclusive. Each individual party has stacks of Soar, and each individual party has their own Ceruleum. Which is why it's funny. Have you ever gone, have you, have you gone to the cave mid with all the Ceruleum tanks? Mm-hmm. Have you Do you ever get frustrated when the other parties grab the ceruleum tank? You get no ceruleum, and you miss, like, six in a row? And despite the fact that you've been in the cave for, like, a minute, yes. you don't have any ceruleum to show for it because the other people have either spawned closer it, to them?
0: You're kind of working against your your own alliance. and like, hey, well, not, not your alliance, but fuckers, the team.
1: I need ceruleum
0: too! Let me get one, you fucks! <laughs> and you type in alliance chat, please let me get ceruleum, and they're still just stealing it from you.
1: It's like, God, I would, please, once, you, once your team has 50, just stop picking them up until, I, I don't know, just look, look through, you can see everyone's Ceruleum in the Alliance list. Just look mm-hmm. at who doesn't have any Ceruleum and be like, you know what, maybe I should let them have some. Right. It kills me, man. Uh, and then, as soon as it's your turn to get the Ceruleum, the enemy team sends like 12 people through the caves and you're just like, alright, well. Yep, we'll fuck me, that. right? I um, do like the little UI elements they added for this, though. I do think they're really nice. Yeah,
0: in regards to soaring, do you think there should have been a general uh, team buff instead of just like separate alliance buff? All I, 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 liked, get... I liked, I
1: liked, why couldn't we just have the old one where you as a player are responsible for your own stuff? Like, your if they own, want to keep uh, this
0: adrenaline rush.
1: Yeah, but, like, no, well, Adrenaline Rush was the name. Not, of not, not,
0: not Adrenaline Rush. Um, what was it called in um, Shatter? Um, Battle High. Battle, Battle High. High, yeah.
1: Battle, yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, mean, I'm okay with the idea of um, Soar, but I'd like to be responsible for my own stacks, and I'd like... I, I get it. It's trying to be party-based. trying to be team-based. No yeah. one cares. This isn't an organized, competitive mode. This is... A free-for-all you where you be. hope people listen. <laughs> this is a free-for-all where nobody fucking listens. That's all it is. They and you end up just be being... Organized. You just end up being some dude in an oppressor trying to walk through the middle of the map to maybe get one shot off at a tower because your team isn't doing isn't doing anything anyway. Uh-huh. It's just... I would have... I don't like Soar in its implementation, but I do think there should be something for slaying the other team. I just think Soar is so inconsequential that you know you know what would be i'd be cool with maybe if you got stacks of sore if like how do i describe this i'd be cool with stacks of sore if like the party standing near mammoths gave the mammoths the stacks as well so they could get through the lane faster or maybe no
0: no i'm like i'd feel like
1: i'm making a much bigger impact for my if my party is keeping our sore stacks and we're escorting minions through a lane and they're stronger because of it I'd feel better as a player, like, contributing. I'm still not the one actually doing anything, but I had to earn those sore stacks first, at least. I'm just trying to well, make the player maybe, matter.
0: In, in regards to the Mammoths, maybe not having the sore applied to the Mammoths.
1: One, being able to upgrade your Mammoths. That should be
0: it. I mean, they're strong. Mammoths should like, just get yes.
1: stronger as the match goes to try and escalate the rate at which the game is finished.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like whether or not you want to make them stronger over time, or you want to make it so whenever you build a mech, they get stronger. I don't know something, 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 something. Kill, to get some, the match. kill
0: something to make the mammoths stronger, and you permanently have stronger mammoths.
1: I'd even, do, I don't know, maybe once two, I don't know, maybe once two towers are gone, team with the power generator, the mammoths are stronger. I don't know. There's so mm-hmm. many elements here that i just not i want just not player versus player they're like what the fuck are these other things doing Mm -hmm. that i'm just like honestly just fuck it
0: (laughs) there's so like again there's so much in this mode that takes it kind of out of the player's hands so to speak
1: oh everything's almost everything's in the player's hands it's just you're not actually playing hey i'm i'm gonna pvp as monk today no you're gonna pvp as cruise chaser don't fucking lie to me right now okay you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hit a few people. You're gonna get in a mech, and you're gonna have as you know much contribution in that mech as possible. Because you're never gonna put a healer in a mech. There's no point in putting a tank in a mech. Well, other than the fact that your DPS should feasibly be better at dealing with the other mechs in terms of actual kill speed. Uh it's yeah.
0: Go, going back to what you were saying at the beginning with a smaller, smaller scale, maybe this kind of map with a smaller scale make make um attacks deal deal more damage make the weight of the actual player matter and maybe take away mechs not not take away mechs one make them autonomous make have less mechs make the make the mechs matter by having less of them and like one team or both teams have like maybe one mech one mech to push one mech to actually do damage um two player players something like that something more s- like small and tight-knit i could see i i definitely agree with you there in regards to a smaller mode rather than a this a larger mode where where s-
1: stuff really doesn't matter so the thing is they tried to emulate a moba mobas are notorious for the player skill determining the outcome of the match that's not mm-hmm. untrue here. It's just that it's not really your individual skill as a player that matters at all. The reason why Square Enix likes to go with these like large scale 24v24 maps is because it allows players who are like nervous about their performance to step in and maybe not stand out as much so that they can kind of get their bearings. What it creates is mm-hmm. equally on the other side though, a situation where that player's input just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I, I, it's impossible to say it doesn't matter. It's a bit of hyperbole. But that's why it is. They want your impact, whether you live or die, to not be the impact that decides the game. They just want it to be a factor that has to be considered. And I get Mm. it. It's for new people to get into PvP. The PvP is not hyper competitive. But...
0: Is this really a mode for newer players though?
1: That's the thing. You've also introduced a mode that has so many things going on that are not like what a player is expecting to do when they play your game. Mm -hmm. That it... Those newer players get scared off just because of the mode. In my opinion, like, a smaller map that does this exact same thing with some other changes would have been far superior than a 24v24 large-scale map where everything's a clusterfuck. And that's where I agree with part. Yeah. And after all that, you know what? I still had fun with it today. I can't deny I had fun playing this. But yeah, every great. match I'm like why does this work this way? This doesn't make any sense. Every time I get in a steam cannon, why am I like this god in this cannon? Like why are my towers completely worthless? You know, why are the mammoths so weak and barely significant? They're they're significant, but they're not really worth pushing up into a lane. Uh right. so many questions like why why is this this way? And I can't think of many good answers. Other than, hey, we wanted to make something crazy and different and fun.
0: And there's nothing wrong just, with that. There's nothing wrong with it. It just, it just makes me want to play Smite.
1: That's you know, like how I felt with Lords of Arminian. I just wanted to play StarCraft instead. Yeah. And uh, I still take it over Shatter any fucking day. Shatter for me is like the epitome. I want Seize. I want Seize to be popular again. Seize is the best PvP mode they've done to date. Yeah. Literally, player skill mattered for everything in seas, and being able—I mean, the randomness of the tower spawn sometimes fucked you, but being able to adapt to that was key, and that was nice. It didn't make every game didn't feel exactly the same. Yeah, that's good.
0: It wasn't <laughs> too bad. I mean, it was not good, but it wasn't too bad. I actually like that, dude. I, I, I
1: want, I want, yeah. I want Seal Rock to be king again. That is my that is and will at this point right there releasing PVP modes will always be my favorite, uh, my favorite PVP mode, and I just want it to be popular again. But nobody wants to do it. People want the ADS mount from Shatter. They want the Avenger mount from this. I want my Seas days back, man. I could do 15 hours of Seas. I can't do 15 hours of this, man. I can't spend 10 minutes a game sitting on a fucking turret. Like I just can't do it. <laughs> or I'm it sorry, bored. a steam cannon. Yeah, I expect fairly large scale changes to this. Maybe in the next two weeks, even. I don't think it takes them long to start making changes to this mode. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that covers that at least. Uh, we had a pretty good discussion about that, Sly. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. As you can yeah. tell, I've had some frustrations with it.
0: Same. Same. It's just, it it just goes. It's a MOBA mode, but it just goes against the grain on so much of, in terms of what we're used to in a mode like this. Yeah.
1: And I will say this. I had a game today that ended in about eight minutes. Man. And we won. It was, there's one last point I want to hit on that isn't really able mm-hmm. to be shown very well outside of that like, general overview. Mm-hmm. Attacking any, attacking the core from the south side is pointless. It's in the most literal term an uphill battle or in this case an upstairs battle. You have yeah. to walk up a not narrow but a fairly narrow set of stairs to get to the core. From the top, you can hide behind a fence that like players just don't notice you from and just barrage it.
0: And that's another thing and I'm glad you brought that up, uh the scale in terms of verticality on the map. Whereas we're used to maps being on one plane. Like you, like everything is on one plane. There's no, there's no bottom layer of mid or anything like that. Everything's on one plane. It's
1: um, not entirely like, true. Seas has like, there's, there's usually a high point, low well, point. No, no,
0: in, in regards to just MOBAs
1: in general. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I got what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Everything. Yeah. Everything's on one plane. There's no above or there's no below. There's just, there's green. just objects
1: in the way most yeah, of the time like a it. wall or, a, or or a tree or something a forest and a tree
0: do you think they do you think they, <laughs> <laughs> they could have kept it simple by you know just leaving everything on one plane actually putting ceruleum on like in the map but not having to go like under mid or anything just put it around the map make it scattered make it in an area for it to you know respawn and whatnot instead of just having a high a low going
1: upstairs things like that do you think it could have been simpler i could have been uh, when i think of high ground low ground i think of dota uh, if you ever seen the international high ground low ground is pretty important there are certain uh strategies that a revolve around around high ground yeah. low ground um most other modern mobas have kind of done away with high ground low ground dota 2 is like the mm. one that stands out above the rest that still does high ground low ground high ground low ground is a fine concept the problem mm-hmm. is when you have one ultimately when you get to the It's the enemy base in Dota. Everything at that point is on a level ground. There's no high ground, low ground when you're in a base. In this, the base's entrances one is a low ground and one is a high ground. And going in via the low ground is literally reenacting the second, uh, uh, or sorry, episode three of Star Wars. Literally, you're at the top of the cannons. I have the high ground! And they still try to run up, and then you chop off an arm and two legs. It just, and then they just yell, I hate you! I hate you!
0: It just feels like... It feels terrible to give one one route a an advantage over the other. Like, making one route easier or making the other one difficult, obviously people are going to take the easier route, so why would you even bother going to the low ground to high ground? I think it would have been simpler if they just got everything in one plane. You know, it obviously. would have,
1: because what ends up happening is the only way to win the game feasibly is to win control of the top lane. Which mm-hmm. then makes the bottom tower be like, well, I just have to kill that shit so I can get it back. And it's hilarious when you're an oppressor and you kill the top tower, you rotate bot to kill the bottom tower and then you're trying with the same oppressor to rotate back top. That's literally mm-hmm. 12 minutes to like move around the map that much with the oppressor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's just there's that's honestly the the low ground for bot lane kills me and i really and it's not even just that the point where you can start hitting the core from the high ground on the northern side of the map is mm. also further when you're trying to shoot the oppressor missile from the low ground you need to be on a level field with it before you can fire the missile which means you can't even fire the missile from like part way down the stairs you need to make it all the way to the top when you approach from the high ground, there's literally, like, a huge area where you can stand on and attack from there. It's just, and you're above it, so it's it's there. It's done. You don't have to think about it. You can just aim directly for the thing. There's, there's, there's a lot of things, man. And that's not something they can fix easy. They can't just say, well, we're going to level the map. That's like that's like a big project to just literally Yeah, that's
0: like that's a not, like another full patch before we get something like that.
1: Yeah, think and about we, just think about the last time they did that was with Twintania's arena with Bahamut's hand, where it had a hill. Yeah. And they flattened it. And that was just a small or boss arena. We're talking about an entire map here. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's a not easy. big imbalance. Every, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to community just yells at people to go through the north side. And it means at the end of the game, everyone's fighting north. The bottom lane is good for trying to backdoor, but if someone with a cannon is half a brain, you ain't making it. I've got some good cannon videos coming soon. Some good cannon uh,
0: videos. All, all in all, it's, it's an okay mode.
1: Like, again, we, we didn't alarm clock this. We... If this I alarm clock C's, I think. That was the last PvP mode I alarm clocked. Yeah, last I think I alarm clocked the uh, feast. When it I, first I, you came. know what? I might have alarm clocked feast as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was, feast was was, a good day. Feast got me a little hype. This oh, yeah. not not so much. No. No. Def, definitely not. That hype for it. it after be four, after three and a half hours, I went and did uh, aster Almost got killed by Hash Brown, and then went and played World of Final Fantasy. That was that was my day. After that, I was like, okay, I did this for three and a half hours. I'm not gonna farm this a hundred times, and you have to win a hundred times to get the new mount. That new mount there's is gonna be.
0: There's gonna be stellar. somebody, somebody who farms it. I'm, oh no, there's. I, mean, I literally know
1: at you. least two dozen people who are going to know life this until they have it. Minimum. Wouldn't surprise me if I already got it. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's even remotely possible that people have hundred wins by now. Sly, you'd have to be winning those um, matches in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you actually had to be good in air. Yeah, at least it's not Shatter. That's that's saying that
0: Shatter wasn't bad.
1: Shatter that was, was pretty bad. bad. Shatter was pretty bad. When it's I've actually- I have played a, when I have played over a dozen full games of Shatter without interacting with another player, it's bad. <laughs> and one,
0: there are times I still do front lines and hope I get shattered. I actually prefer Shatter
1: over this. The same Sly, I'm just gonna let you know that in life we have a lot of moments where. We have to accept that we're wrong. This no, is this is that. your no, moment. <laughs> no, I'm not accepting that. Fuck that. You love you love, you love PVI. Is that are you really into PVI? PVI player versus ice. Yes, yes, I okay. like player versus ice. Yeah, you like it when they don't fight back. Yeah, there you go. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> what you can. <laughs> That can apply- <laughs> that can apply to combat. That just
0: sounded so terrible! God, Happy. Man, that was so dark. Right.
1: Okay. So, so dark, you're just fight- you're fighting people, Sly.
0: <laughs> you like it when they don't fight
1: back? Really? It's- okay. Sly, I'm talking about combat. Combat. Oh, okay. Alright, alright, Happy. Alright. It shatters worse. all I'm saying shatters the worse. that's all i'm saying okay so the other thing that happened this patch that you and i have no aptitude for because we are not talented individuals is perform holy were you shit ever in, is this the were greatest you ever in band? uh i was in well i was in chorus and i was supposed to do ensemble but i said i would mm-hmm. instead of instead of staying after to sing i wanted to go home and play video games so i never
0: <laughs> So so you never played an instrument? No, I never played. Band? I played
1: the fucking stupid ass recorder they made us play recorder. in elementary school.
0: Yeah, everybody's played recorder, but like not it's like an actual dumbest shit instrument or anything. Uh I actually played in band like from middle school to sophomore year of high school and then just gave it up to do other stuff. Uh but even still I'm not musically inclined to do anything with perform. And I've already seen videos on twitter on youtube of people like first of all let's get the disclaimer out before we go into any detail about this uh in the patch notes if you could go back to the patch notes Um, uh yeah
1: i can go back to the patch notes here
0: yeah let me me find it here it is yeah they're right at the very top so with regards to perform in huge well not huge but red letters when using the performance actions, you are strictly prohibited from performing the music of any third parties. You may record and upload your performance, and hereby agree to license such recordings to us for use by Square Enix or others in accordance with terms of the Final Fantasy XIV Material Usage License. Um, so uh, basically, yeah, you can't you can't do your your bard rendition of pick any song.
1: Um, from any artists. Dude, do you think they would be able to tell if I did Sandstorm? I'm just hitting the same button four times in a row. Do you think they'd be able to pinpoint that and be like, wait, that's a cover of Sandstorm. No, I'm just pressing the same button over and over again. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Let me just say Mm -hmm. that the people who are... I don't know how people are already this good at this function. I might... If you are out there and you have created a masterpiece, you have my utmost respect because you—you you guys aren't just good, you guys are gods at really good at this. I'm trying to find an example of it. I—I um,
0: I can give you one. There's one on Twitter. Um, hold on, let me. Let me go I've,
1: I've got a few. here. Oh, here's here's Ishgard. Here's what's this one? yeah that's my favorite one okay i'm gonna although no, there's also no actually this one no yeah that one's my favorite one somebody did i do hold on I'm, I'm pulling this one up this 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 is incredible and they've recorded video oh Lord, it's a, i love these videos these videos are so good hold on
0: it might be the same one but yeah this is the one i found
1: hold on uh i'm using the one where it's three it's the same person three times and yeah, they do i think that's the one yeah, okay, I'm pulling I'm 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 pulling this up on the screen. This is fucking incredible. Hold on, let me I gotta I gotta make it full screen correctly. So let's let's do this. And then I'll get a link to it in the chat right here. Alright, so hold on. This one I this one's the BGM for Okay, I don't know because Google yeah, Translate. That's the one. That's the one. Okay, let me let me give a link to the chat. Alright, we're gonna I'm just gonna shut the fuck up and listen to this. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was lagging. (laughs) Womp womp! Twitter no! That's fucking incredible. In every do, way imaginable, I'm fucking mind blown. For them to
0: do three separate tracks and have the have the hearing to know to know which track to do and to know how to do that particular track and then put them all together that quickly in one day. You guys are geniuses.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw Ackborn tweeting these, and that's where I'm getting this from. Uh, it's, I think it's actually, uh, clipped as a moment mm-hmm. on her, uh, on her feed. And there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's just, hold on, there I think this one's, this one's also really good. Here, let me, let me do this one. I actually have to go to the tweet, though, because otherwise it's kind of weird. Yeah, because otherwise I need to, like, hover over it. So let's, uh, let's actually go to this tweet right here. Uh, let's see. This one's really good. God, the video keeps lagging at the start. And then a- after after that it's cuz it's going it's going full screen and it's trying to fix the mm-hmm. quality. Oh no, that's the end of it. Never mind. That was the actual end. Ah, uh, yeah, I can get people the link to this one. It's just, oh man,
0: the way they had their keys set up—it actually looks like it a actually keyboard. looks like either a keyboard.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they have a MIDI keyboard plugged in, and, yeah. they, and they did the keybinds mm-hmm. by setting all the actual keys. That doesn't make it any less awesome. I mean, if you're musically talented, you're musically fucking talented. Like, you you can't take anything away if somebody plugged in a MIDI keyboard, though I would absolutely be incredibly impressed if someone did that on it. Like, I mean, actually, no, it wouldn't work on a normal keyboard setup, I don't think, because there's not enough, like, yeah, because there's not enough, like, keys uh, horizontally on a normal Mm -hmm. keyboard, so. But, oh, man, it's just, I look at that and I'm like, I am an untalented individual.
0: (laughs) we're gonna start seeing more like bands forming within 14 like to actually do performances and not just one person doing each individual track but just like three or four separate people doing their own track and like bass and everything but yeah like it's a good day for creatives in 14.
1: Uh, I minus the people who wanted to play anything that's not Final Fantasy 14 so that's my other question uh how long before they remove this? (laughs) Oh, I could patch and f uh, So I think they're covering their legal asses. I don't think they do a goddamn thing about anybody who plays a rendition. I th- we may actually it, it's debatable. Like to devote manpower to like actively pursue people who are posting like music from mm-hmm. other games. As long as you say something like I don't I don't own any of this. I don't own Final Fantasy. I don't own the music. You're thing. covering like, yourself. People cover fucking music on YouTube all the time and they don't get attacked it's their own rendition of it in their own way right so it's like i i uh, i I don't, I don't know i i i can't imagine they'll actually go after people i you know fingers mm-hmm. crossed that it opens up a creative bunch but uh i'm just, i I think they're just covering their asses if if a company comes after them they can clearly say no it's this that dude Or, hey, we gotta gotta get rid of this. But, I just don't see that happening. People do it all the time with other shit. So, fingers crossed, perform doesn't get removed, because I want to see more stuff like that. Yes.
0: And, even before, when we first found out about this, I thought, this speaks to a stage reborn. Being able to have their own, do their own music for their own performances. So... I'm hopefully a stage reborn you're, you're listening. Hopefully you're recruiting a in in troop orchestra or performer.
1: Please. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh okay. So what else they added to achievements for the new mode? There's also uh challenge logs for stuff you can do the new mode for Gato also worth mentioning if you still haven't done the garo event in quotes uh but there's one last thing we need to talk about sly we need uh we need a moment of silence for this next one uh squadrons they they Mm. fix they fix the engage spam an issue where in issuing the engage order would reset squadron members cooldown times
0: Everybody in chat, a moment of silence. And I'm good.
1: They died (laughs) too young. The feature died too young.
0: (sighs) People are still going to do squadron death.
1: I'd like to point out that a squadron still having like a 60% damage buff makes them pretty fucking fast compared to the duty finder. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't engage spam, they are still probably better than trying to do stone vigil with real players. In fact, even if all four players are really good at the Stone Vigil, they're probably still better just by sheer fact that they have a 60% damage buff. Um right. the only thing is you're just not gonna literally finish Stone Vigil in 7 minutes anymore. You probably finish it in like a close to normal time. Mm-hmm. So, maybe have to do maybe have to dodge an ability or do a mechanic maybe here and there. <laughs> like maybe I actually
0: you say that? Yep, you actually have to do what the game intends for you to do. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Terrible. Man. Actually, it's still gonna be better than Duty the Duty Finder. Yeah, it's just you, it's still faster than doing it with the Duty Finder. That's the incredible thing. <laughs> they fixed the bug, and it's still faster. So you actually
0: have the you actually have to try with incompetent NPCs. <laughs>
1: I mean, before I knew about engage spam, that's what I was doing. And then someone told me about engage spam. Just don't use an Arcanist. The Arcanist is the worst. The Arcanist will literally try to bane off one dot and then cast the other three dots afterwards. And yes, I said other three because the Arcanist has Bio, Bio 2, Miasma, and Miasma 2. The Arcanist has all four. (laughs) And Shadow Flare. So, have a good time with that. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's too much to uh, to go on. There's we last week we mentioned maybe going over some interviews and stuff like that, but a lot of that information's been kind of beat to death. So uh, I think we can I think we can leave this at the discussion where where we had to end. About a ninety minute show. Yeah, pretty About much.
0: A, um, short short patch. Like just basically uh, performing, um, rival wings. Um.
1: Engage. underplay it's like it was important my squadron's not yet 60 they're doomed they're doomed
0: so (laughs) that's the show that's the show (laughs) um yeah like i said um honestly i with this patch i think performance the highlight of the patch i
1: completely Um, agree
0: yeah where whereas the feature the main feature is rival wings it's just performed kind of
1: oh, outshined was, it there was one more thing sly what was there Gilgamesh is back we're not congested anymore um you can make yay? characters on Gilgamesh again you can transfer to Gilgamesh again we're back boys yay Dude, I'm fucking excited. It's been a goddamn ghost town on Gilgamesh. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've lost it quite a bit. Yeah, not as much as a server that literally hasn't seen a new player in fucking five months. But we are open for business. I think it's fine. Gilgamesh isn't the premier place to be for raiding anymore. It's, you know, that's, that's everyone's party finder shit. Yeah. It's not like it was back before where it was literally only people who raided were on Gilgamesh. You had no other choice. That's just, it's not that way anymore. Still a misconception. <laughs> what do you mean, still, still a misconception?
0: Yeah, there still was a misconception miscon- that, you know, you wanted to raid, you go to Gilgamesh. Like, I hated that when people say that. People
1: said that. You could totally raid on other servers. Other people raid on other servers. But if you wanted to go to a place without any plan and maybe find a group, that was what people did for Gilgamesh. I think that was the wrong way of doing it. I think it was worth going if you had a plan, but mm-hmm. it's just not that way anymore. This is not how Gilgamesh... like because of the 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 lock. That's just, Gilgamesh isn't seen in that light anymore. So right. it's uncongested. You can make characters. Just don't get us locked again in like a month, please. Like please come back in moderation. If you it went won't to, happen. If you went to happen. Omega or Louis Swa and you want to come back now, I totally understand that. Otherwise, just just chill. All right. Yeah, you're not gonna get congested that,
0: way. It, like because of because of um cross party finder and everything. It's like you can stay on the server you're at as long as you're on the same data. You're you're fine. you Gilgamesh is fine. You're just not can't
1: be in the, the actual guild, free company. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. There you go. Okay. Uh, so with that, we'll do sponsor, and then we'll do we'll we'll say goodbye. Does that sound good, Sly? Yes. Do it before that. That way, that way, I'm. It's. I'm showing I remembered it. You didn't, have to, re- you didn't have to. remind me this week, slide. Are you though? I'm proud of you? Like, are you I'm actually proud, you. proud, or are you just saying that you're proud? I,
0: I you? am. I am proud of you,
1: guys. I finally earned Sly's trust. Despite the title of this show, I've earned his. I've earned his, 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 his respect. I think. Maybe a little bit. Not,
0: and not my oppression.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah aha he's ah, i got him to
0: say it i got him to.
1: i didn't make him do anything when he did it no he didn't. okay so before we sign off want to do one last thing i want to thank our sponsors over on patreon to combat hashtag demonetize i mean i quoted star wars 3 earlier so we're absolutely not making any money on this video ever no that's not true they'll, they'll let it pass It's that's hyperbole guys but it's a joke uh, so we've had people who have been sponsoring us over on Patreon to uh, to help combat that. We have a few new people this week. Uh, let's see. For our standard sponsors, we have Mantaro, Marsh Techie, Sour Cream, and Chives. Who, by the way, I always forget to say what server Sour Cream and Chives is from. He pointed that out to me last week, and it's because mm-hmm. it doesn't say it on the special thanks page, but I have it on the list. So you know what, Sly? I'm gonna I'm gonna read the whole thing. I'm read Sour mm. Cream and Chives from Genova. He's from Genova. Okay. There you go. Good. Valestra of Fanfrit, Renoa Chikara, Elisan Lior from Balmonk. Sorry, you're still congested. Hurioshi and the Reckless Tea Party Free Company, uh, Goisha Valfer of Siren, Jean Francois, Hirsch First, Saren from Zodiac, and Phoenix Down Free Company on Goblin. Those are our standard sponsors. By the way, Tea, uh, tea Party Free Company on Cactar. It was too long to fit, so it just says Reckless Tea Party. Then we have our Elite sponsors. Uh, we have Ignis Fairgun who jumped up from Standard to Elite. Thanks. Uh, Ignis Fairgun from Diablos, Thank ERA, you. and Avon Blanc for company on Zodiac. Krovos Moonscar, Nako Naomi of Balmong, Janua Odin of Tomberry, Spike, Rudy Rüdiger, Obad del Shamsi, Aqua Sacrifice, Nadia and Kurosame, Kujicross of Genova, Ahmed, Kuranai, Oni, Abdullah, Killer Hackman, Rawl Jr., Kiltastic Jones, Arthur Emil Gaming Bishop, Darklight 2013, and Tin Colossus. Thank you, those of you who have been Thank sponsoring. Thank you, everyone. You guys are awesome. Uh, so, Sly, why don't you tell them uh, what you got going on over there? <laughs> you might want to wait a minute because it's, uh, for some reason, your face is... Uh, nope, there we go. Actually, it looks looks beautiful. My face is what? It, so, it was only showing up to the top half of here. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show them what it what it looked like when I swapped over. It's because I had it set to when we had three people on the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, this, this for anyone who's wondering, this is what it looks <laughs> like. This is what it looked like when I. That's scary, Sly. That's that's real scary. Okay, it's back to normal, Sly. Where can they find you, at, man?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitch.tv/sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, aka Grey Fox 7 You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox. You can find me on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/TheVelvetRoom. And you can find me on Facebook, facebookcom slash I Said that already. Um, this week, um, it, it's it's Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, fuck so, it. So obviously. How do you forget that? I don't. We we get a ham, all right, and then that's we just eat a ham.
0: You, you don't do the conventional no, turkey. You don't. I, I don't. Um. I don't we, don't. we
1: don't. We don't. We don't stick bread in a turkey and cook it for eight hours. We just get a ham. It's a honey baked ham. Yeah. That's good. You can it's do like a turkey. It's like a four pound ham. Right, but I'm off
0: turkey day because I I want to enjoy my food coma. So hopefully, uh, everybody, you enjoy your turkey day, no matter what you're doing. Or how you're celebrating enjoy your turkey day enjoy your black friday be safe on black friday don't kill anyone and please don't be killed by it. Be, be careful it's ruthless it is uh yeah it is yeah like i don't want you dying at walmart or best buy or uh target or wherever you're going um yeah just be safe please uh happy where can they find you in your yeah. non-traditional thanksgiving
1: my non i mean i'll be streaming on thanksgiving so it's whatever yay day all days off those are not doesn't exist for me well yeah they don't exist for you i mean it's a holiday great come -hmm. hang out while you eat food instead of sitting around the table get one of those like pull out dinner trays and just Mm -hmm. slap some turkey and some mashed potatoes on that bitch and let's have a good time uh you can find me mr happy 1227 uh twitter twitch facebook youtube instagram I right now am playing World of Final Fantasy on PC. We just finished through all of our stories in Final Fantasy XI. We finished every major expansion story, and uh, that was an experience to say the least. Uh, There's a lot of big things happening in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm going to Canada in December, uh, December third for KupoCon, which is a small uh, Final Fantasy themed convention that just started up a little bit uh, about a year ago, about a year ago this time when I went there in Newark. Uh, I've got a panel I'm going to be doing there with uh, Resef from Reddit and uh, Azavar, if you, some of you know him, he's another content creator. And mm-hmm. on top of that, we've got Things like Xenoblade Chronicles Two coming out, you know, Episode Ignis, the Monster Hunter beta is next month. Woo! I know, right? Yeah. Dauntless just revealed yeah. their new weapon.
0: New weapon. Yeah, oh and I want to des- get on
1: Dauntless tonight. That December update, dude. That that literal. It's it's a lance that it's like the gun lance if it shot lasers. God. It's it's oh, really good. I'm so hyped. I know I'm so hyped. it's gonna be a good time. So we got some good stuff. Coming on the way, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm still doing guides on 15 Comrades, which was surprisingly good, by the way. It was just load times right. are killer, but other than that, it's been a, uh, it's been real, real good. Uh, I, just, I think at some point, Pocket Edition for 15 is due out before, the end of December. So, yeah. 15 Chibi Edition. I mean, I'm playing Final Fantasy Chibi Edition right now, so that is what yeah. it is. All right, we're going to move on over into the post show though at that point. Thank you again to our sponsors. Remember, call your local representatives for net neutrality. Because if not, we may not have a show this time next year. Who the fuck knows? Uh, But I will see you guys tomorrow. You'll you'll be streaming after this, right? Yes, I will. What are you streaming tonight?
0: Uh, We're actually doing Raid.
1: Doing Raid? Yeah. And then tomorrow's Warframe? Tomorrow's Warframe Wednesday. Warframe Wednesday. See, I know the schedule. Oh, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei. Saturdays. I, host, I hosted Saturdays. you on Shin Megami Saturdays. Yeah, because I was like, God. I I've never played Nocturne, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out real quick. Good old Dante. We'll probably talk about that a little bit in the post show. But thank you everyone for joining us this week. We will see you next week, and until then, take care. Happy Thanksgiving and Happy Thanksgiving. See, I forgot again already. Right. <laughs> see, it's it's a it's, a, it's a, we murdered Indians. All right, I'm not celebrating that. See you next week, everyone. And they weren't even Indians. They're Native Americans. We just called them that.